what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. You cannot become what you need to be by remaining what you are. If you can't take a huge step to begin with, take as big a step as you can, but take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Welcome to the True Performance Show by Ziegler. Every positive pursuit in life, every progression of personal development, change is fueled by one thing, inspiration. It's the drive and the hunger that propels every good endeavor. Without it, we merely have a dream, but never actually move. With it, we can actually overcome insurmountable odds to achieve our desires, convictions, and calling. In this show, we come together to drill down into what really makes success tick and how we can apply it to our unique personal and work lives. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and right now we're going to inspire your true performance. Hi, everyone. This is Kevin, and this is Ziggler's True Performance Show, episode 421. And we're going to finish the marriage discussion brought to us by Zig Ziggler himself that we covered in show 418. Uh, In that show, he gave a message on marriage, and we took from that three primary questions. Uh, Number one, what is the value of a good marriage? Number two, what is the foundation of a good marriage? And the third question, what percentage of a marriage should be friendship, partnership, or romance? What happened, however, is we took those questions and discussed them on the Ziegler Facebook page on, uh, that has over 4 million fans. So we had over 25,000 views uh, during, of that live video and received well over 600 comments and questions. So when we did the podcast, we didn't even get to question number three. If you want to see that live video that uh, my wife Terry and I did, you can go to Zig Ziglar on Facebook to go to the fan page, click on videos over to the right, and you'll have to scroll down a little bit. Um, They do a lot of live videos, the Ziglar team does, and uh, we do. And so you can find it there. But uh, again, so many comments, we did not even get to question three. And there were so many incredibly important questions that people wanted us to get to. So we promised them we would get to it in a part two, which I think actually in that show, I said, okay, we'll do it for the next one. But our lives happened and that did not uh, come to pass. So here we are today. We're going to share some of those highlighted questions and comments and have a discussion, uh, but start by addressing the third question. Again, what percentage of marriage should be friendship, partnership, or romance? Now, when I say we, it is, uh, well, you know, first off, I'll tell you, Ziegler's about family. I mean, much of Ziegler as a company is run by the Ziegler family. Uh, Mark Tim and his family are now running Ziegler Family. That's a new company uh, as part of Ziegler, Ziegler, and it is run by Mark Tim. And the characters, the people, the players in that, in Ziegler Family, are his family. Well, so folks, uh, Tom Ziegler brought me on to lead, produce, and present this podcast. And my family was raised on Ziegler. And I've had uh, on the show multiple times my dad, Dan Miller, 48 Days to the Work You Love uh, fame. He's the resource Dave Ramsey uses for career coaching and has forever. My, mo- my mother's an author and leader, and we interviewed her 
because uh, she has a great book. Tom Ziegler loved it. Uh, this show here is the fourth show with my wife, Terry. Uh, we have nine kids and a grandchild, seven kids by birth, very intentional parenting. We've been through tragedy with kids. Uh, adoption and, uh, and now Ch- Terry is a child development researcher, but we've, we've done a lot of marriage and we've done, uh, 23 years trying to live out the Ziegler-esque principles and we're striving today. So we're right here with you, but that's who we are in taking Zig's principles on marriage, talking about them, discussing them and drilling down uh, on them. So I say that because we've had so many great responses and reviews and emails on these marriage shows that my wife and I have done. And we had a couple that were bad uh, and, and they didn't like the fact that I was using so much of my family. But uh, you know what? Ziggler's about family. So that's, that's how we roll. But thank you so much for all the great comments. Hey, check this out. We do have something for you. It's uh, immediate and free. A lot of you guys have been taking advantage of it. Zig Ziggler, of course, one of the most quoted leaders of all time. It's why there are 4 million fans on Facebook and almost 270,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, the life-altering, paradigm-shifting, stop-you-in-your-tracks inspiration from Zig himself. The cream of the crop of his quotes are all contained in a book called The Little Book of Big Quotes, and it's actually categorized in in alphabetical. Uh, All you need to do to get it right now, electronically sent to you, send a quick text, all right? Text to this number, 94253, the word true performance, all together, no spaces, true performance. Again, that's uh, to this number, text 94253, and text the word true performance. And once in a while, we come on there and we just send you a quote through that as well. All right. Well, hey, with that said, let's get into this topic of marriage, and we're going to dive right into a lot of incredible comments and questions that were posted on the Ziggler Facebook page, and we are going to talk about them. My bride, Terry, and I. Here we go. Okay, so the third question that came from show four uh, eighteen was what percentage of a marriage should be friendship, partnership, or romance? And that came again from Zig's clip that was in uh, in that show that we played there, and he talked referenced a guy who was in the audience at one of his uh, presentations who said, oh my gosh, you, you're older than I am, Zig. You and your wife are older and that the fire in your marriage is so much brighter and hotter than mine. How did that happen? And that's where it came from. And I was thinking about that aspect of romance specifically, but I wanted to ask that friendship, partnership, or romance. Now, when we did that in the Facebook live uh, video, we got a, a truckload of feedback, but I'll tell you, it came back for the most part, just as an average, it came back as just in that order, friendship, partnership, which Terry calls collaboration. And we'll talk about that. And then romance. Um, and I'll read a few real quick. And then Terry, uh, I just wanted you to give, you and I haven't talked about it. And so uh, get mm-hmm. your thoughts and, and mine. But uh, Anna Corazon says, uh, friendship, 33.33 partnership, 33.33. I and, loved that one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a few of those. Um, Paul Tickenoff says there are no percentages be fully sold out to each other. Be all that you were created to be as though you were one instead of two separate beings. Um, somebody said marriage is not Donna. Marriage is not 50, 50 marriage is a hundred percent, a hundred percent. We must give a hundred percent. Um, I love gosh. that one too. That's yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of hundred percents. 
Um, marriage is a partnership and friendship. This is from uh, Ismahan. Marriage is a partnership and friendship with a degree of romance. Um, That's interesting. It is. It is. Uh, <laughs> Lawrence says intimacy is really important. The human body wants to be touched. It's that's funny. Those two are almost, it's like they're almost opposite. Well, okay. So can I interject that? Um, I think God designed us all differently, not just male and female, but each of us uniquely desires specific things and needs specific things in relationships. And I, I think even that that's just okay. I don't think there can be one definition that's true for everyone. I mean, I feel like probably the most accurate is the, is the people who said 100%, 100%, 100%. You got to have all three of those aspects um, equally and more than just a third. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's pretty awesome. But I think the risky place to walk is, um, is to say that there's a certain, a certain percentage that's right, that there's a mm-hmm. certain amount of romance every marriage should have. Because there's some people that are wi- they're just wired for more touch, more romance, more more beauty, mm-hmm. and there's some people that are just not wired that way. Well, and, and if we talked, well, and it's interesting because uh, right after those those are two guys. Uh, this one, Marcella says, romance is very important. That's your connectivity, at least for me. And then right after her, another lady, Terry, says, romance is an added bonus. Um, huh. wow, yeah. so when you say you're concerned, I think my concern comes when there is a, a complete lack or a very big lack in any one of those. And I would say that in our experience, the lack that we will often see the, the, the deficit in overall is romance. Uh, you know, the spark, and we talk, you know, people talk about that, oh, the spark is gone. And I see that as a, such a big, um, handicap for folks who don't have that and, and such a big boon for the, you know, the old married couple on the dance floor with a light in their eyes. I mean, it just warms everybody's soul. And it's a, I think that is a fire. I mean, if you were to try to label those, what are those in your marriage? That would be the fire, you know, and then you've got uh, partnership or collaboration would be holding hands. I don't know. You know, friendship is the, the deep conversation. I, it'd be interesting, but you know, do you want, do you want to be without any of those? I think it's also interesting to look at, kind of look at it. I know it's from a negative perspective, um, but to look at the leading cause of divorce and to pull up, I've just been pulling up some articles here. Um, that's really interesting. I, I figure I know where you're going with that, but go. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, great. Uh, it's, it's surprising. I mean, I would feel that it's different, but okay. So a, um, according to the it's a website, divorce.usu.edu, hmm. Um, there's a document on that website that says the number one causes of divorce, and I don't think these are listed in any, any particular order, um, but the, the most common reasons people give for their divorce are lack of commitment, too much arguing, infidelity, marrying too young, unrealistic expectations, lack of equality in the relationship, lack of preparation for marriage, and abuse. Hmm. That's really interesting. I mean, cause how many of those can we just take back to those three categories mm-hmm. that you just, that yeah. you just stated? Yeah. I mean, infidelity, lack of commitment, um, unrealistic expectations, all of those could be very much related to romance. Mm-hmm. You've got one partner who wants maybe, maybe not even romance just needs a lot of 
touch, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of physical intimacy, and you've got another partner that maybe doesn't. Um, you know, what if what if that's the wife's love language, and it's just really not for the guy. You know, he's more into acts of service as, you know, using love languages as an example. So Mm -hmm. anyway, just pretty interesting. Well, when we look at this again, going to my, I I won't even say my concern, but my, well, it is for my, my concern in our marriage, you and me. Um, and then experiencing so many other married couples again, I'm bothered when I see a big void in one of these, like, man, they just let that one go out the window. You know, there's no partnership in that marriage at all. They're, they're, you know, they're friends. Um, they've got some romance, but there's no partnership, which I, it was, would be the struggle. I think you would cite for me that I am not so collaborative. I, I'm more apt to, you know, whatever I'm going to do, I do it. And that that's, that's been difficult for you. That's been a thorn in our, in our marriage. But, and I think to that degree, yeah, having that be off the table is so dangerous one. And then also if I were to, the other thing is when a partner is not willing to uh, step towards the other one in that area. If I were to say, you know what, it's just, I'm just not, that's not the way I am. Whatever I'm going to do, let me just do it. Yeah. That's how I function best, which it is. It's what I like. It's what I'm naturally am inclined. I won't even say best, but it's what I'm inclined to No, We've seen that it doesn't work best for me uh, generally, but that's my inclination. But if I'm not willing to move forward to you and we, we see that a lot in marriages as well. Now, and I would say often on the, on the romance side where one just says, you know what, that's just not my, that's not my wiring. You know, we can be friends, we can be a good partnership, but we're not going to go there. And that's, that's for everybody to talk about. That's for everybody to, to discuss within their own marriage. So I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on, on that? When there's, you know, somebody who's, when, when there's again, a big deficit, or when a spouse is just not real willing, you know, that's just not how I'm wired and doesn't have to be mean they're mean, but they're not willing to step forward into one of those areas. I would tend to think that's the number one cause of divorce. An unwillingness. Yeah. Unwillingness to change that we each, I feel like in any relationship, each of us as a part of humanity, we've got to be malleable. We've got to be teachable. We've got to be willing to receive input from others to grow and learn. And I think, I mean, semantics, you know, words can mean different things to different people. But to me, I think of that word humility a Mm -hmm. lot, that instead of humility being, oh, I'm meek and mild and mousy and whatever, know that humility just means that I know my value and I also know yours. And I recognize that your value is just as much as mine. So my value is not greater. Right. And so my preconceived ideas are not better than any input you might give me. But, mm. oh, my goodness, I would tend to think well, that that's what should be listed. Well, the, and, in, one cause. and in getting married, when I said I do and agreed to our marriage, I don't feel like I kept the right to say, no, I am not willing to move towards you in that area. Obviously, if it's an area of health, I mean, if it's something bad, but yeah. I, I gave up that right to just say, I am what I am, even if it's a lifetime struggle, it's a striving um, yeah. towards that. Well, and, and uh, here's, as I was thinking about it and I was talking about it with a friend and when the reality, so you get married and it's just the two of you, man, there's lots of time for romance. As we know, then work happens and then kids happen and there's, there's no way to put that much time, even if you wanted to, but is there the relevance of having 
maybe you and I talked about having a thread of it. So if romance exists in our marriage, can there be threads of it throughout the day, even if it's the partnership of a hundred lunches uh, for school or whatever, and it's, you know, a caressing touch, it's a wink, it's a, but it's, it's, it exists there mm-hmm. as a continue, like a pilot light. It, a pilot all, light. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Just, you know, kissing goodbye before you head out somewhere, hugging, hello, kissing, hello, mm-hmm. little things like that so that we don't end up. I do. I see this with other couples where they'll enter the room. One of them's been gone all day and they don't get up and touch each other. And I just think, ah, that's just dangerous. Like mm-hmm. it, it almost needs to be a, a discipline. I don't care if you're mad at each other. There's some things that I do think are a good discipline. Otherwise that pilot light goes out and it gets cold for too long and it's impossible to ignite again. That, that Hey, there's a Zig Ziglar thing right there. If he walks in a room and his wife is in there, that's where he's going first. Eyes all on her. I mean, that was such an honoring reality yeah. of his life. Yeah, it was, was just that. And communication for some reason, just sitting here thinking about that, like what you were saying that you gave up the right to say, well, no, too bad. No, mm-hmm. I'm just, I am what I am. You know, the Popeye thing that I think communication is so important. I mean, goodness, the the story we hear again and again, I mean, let's be realistic in a very PG family way, but that what so often comes up is that men want more intimacy, mm-hmm. physical Th- touch yep. and intimacy, and that women often do not want that. They want more acts of service. Mm-hmm. Well, I want you to do the dishes more. I want you to be more helpful with the children, or I want you to respect me more, be, be more collaborative or communicate more. Um, but that we, we hear this mismatch again and again mm-hmm. and again. And I think, well, why is it okay for the woman to say, well, I really just want you to be more involved with the children. And for the man to say, well, I just really want you to be more involved in our bedroom. Mm-hmm. And both of them to go, well, too bad. I am what I am. That's that's it. That's the cause of divorce. Mm-hmm. Unwillingness to move or change or grow for the marriage. Well, it's shooting ourselves in the foot, as as we know, too, which goes to Zig's you know, foundational quote. You can have everything in life you want. If you'll just help enough other people get what they want. So you can have everything in your, in your marriage you want. If you'll help your spouse get everything they want. I mean, again, always exceptions. Somebody is out there listening right now and saying, you know what? I've been trying that for 20 years and it's a one-sided marriage. Right. And, and we actually are going to get to some questions or, or some comments that go towards that. So it's, you know, there's no bulletproof statement anywhere, but you mm-hmm. get the concept. Being a taker is never going to work out. Now, if you're giving, it's not being reciprocated. There's deeper you know, issues than, than just this. Um, you know, but just to talk about what it looks like too, because let's go back to partnership, which is the area that I probably, well, it's in one degree, at least I think I falter on, um, does that mean that we have to be complete partners in everything we do? I don't think so. But if the partnership is the collaboration, allowing the other in, which, yeah, that's hard for me. I mean, there's plenty of times when you say, so, you know, what happened at work today? And I, I just... I need to do it to honor that part of our marriage. I don't desire to talk about it. Not because it's even bad. It's just, oh my gosh, I've been there all day long. Can I just not think about it for a minute? Yeah. Um, and But if the partnership and the collaboration is understanding, being a part of each other's lives, you're so willing to talk about what's going on in your life um, at work with kids or you know whatever it is that I'm not a part of uh, uh, from a physical partnership. I'm right there. It's, a, it's 50-50. And I don't think either of us thinks that that's the necessity. What? Being 50-50 and everything, oh. you know? I mean, no. how, how would that work? Well, no, of course not. But I think it's – I love that idea of 100%, 100%. <laughs> 50-50. Yeah. 
Because then True. we're then we go through spells where, you know, if we're both always willing to, I'm going to be 100 percent present for you in what I'm doing and in my sharing of what's mm-hmm. happening in my life with you. I don't know. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and so just, I mean, and, and to kind of wrap this up a bit, it seems like as always Zig's, uh, the, the Ziggler message comes to, is there something that I can take captive in this discussion? So anybody out there married, dating, significant other, however, if you want to address this, we don't have a certain answer. There's not a specific answer. As Terry started off saying, there's not a clean cut black and white. Okay. This is what it is. I'm sure you could find some statistical realities on what tends to create the most joy and fulfillment in a marriage, which that's a question, but we can all do that individually. You and I can sit down and go, okay, well, not even what, what should I be doing, but how am I doing? How am I doing as a friend? How am I doing as your friend? This goes back to, gosh, I think it was show four. ah, I'm not sure, 414 maybe with Steve Smith. And he talked about that, about going to your spouse, family members. What's it like to live with me? Mm. What's it like to work with me? What's it like? So in this sense, how am I doing as a friend? Do you count me? I mean, that's a hard, that's going to be a hard discussion for a lot of people. How, how am I, how would you rate me? How am I doing as a friend? How could I do better? Maybe that would be a better way. How could I do better? How could I be a better friend to you? How could I be a better partner? I think if I put that in question to you, which I should do, you would have some uh, feedback on that. How can I, I would say, I don't want you to be my partner. Can we be collaborative? <laughs> collaborative. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I said. Um, or, uh, how could I, how, how am I doing in the area of, of, of romance? And now, and now, uh, Zig's favorite word there is, uh, courting. That's his book courtship after marriage was courting, mm-hmm. but that was it. And I, when I was with him, the last time I was with him, what would that be? Three years ago, uh, he repeated that's, a, it was a time when he was at a point where he would repeat uh, things a lot. And I don't know how many times during that day he would take whatever was said and somehow come back to if people would court each other after marriage, like they did before marriage, the divorce rate would be gone, mm, you know, or yeah. something of that nature. Yeah. It's, and, and I think when most people hear that, they think it's just not possible. Yeah. It's not if we're doing apples to apples measurements uh, of size, uh, time, whatever, but the foundational quality of it. Yeah. And the thread, like you said, got to keep the pilot light lit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know what? So on that, let's to, to segue. Now, folks, again, there is, as I said at the intro of the show, so many con- uh, incredible comments and questions. So we're going to hit on a few of them. I want to start off right with what you said, though. Um, uh, there we have he, he, Terry, uh, another Terry wrote, we have different needs at different times. If you're truly things, uh, friends, things will fall into place and needs will be met. And I disagree here. Why I disagree and what Terry thinks right after I thank a proud supporter of this show, Concordia university, Wisconsin employers are constantly lamenting a lack of soft skills in their workforce. This includes communication, self-awareness and emotional intelligence. Much of the focus of Ziegler's true performance show. So how about getting a college degree that puts a high value on those skills? Concordia University, Wisconsin has a new organizational leadership and administration master's degree. This degree is a unique alternative to an MBA that focuses on people and culture and those invaluable soft skills that are needed to effectively lead. 
It can be completed 100% online. It can be completed in just one, one year, and it's designed for busy professionals. Every student gets a dedicated success advisor who helps you keep your life in balance while you study. Best of all, your lessons will be rooted in Christian ethics and biblical principles. So go to, here's this URL, onlineinfo.cuw.com. Dot edu slash Ziggler. Learn all you want there. If you decide to apply, enter the coupon code Ziggler and Concordia University, Wisconsin will waive your application fee. Again, that URL is onlineinfo.cuw.edu slash Ziggler. Yeah, I totally disagree. Well, because we've gone through seasons where we're both lousy. I mean, what do you do that? That's one thing that comes up a lot. Like I'll goodness, I'll just be really down. And then, you know, you'll start just really falling apart and things at work are going bad and we're overwhelmed and kids are sick and whatever. And I mean, when we're both lousy, it feels like all I can do is take from you and need from you. But all you're doing is taking from me and needing from me. And so I don't, gosh, I don't think it all works itself out. Here's a candid (laughs) question. Are we, um, boy, and how could you answer this differently? But would you say, are we truly friends, Terry? Sometimes, not always. Well, but uh, but if you're if you're always <laughs> but in the aspect of uh, you are my friend. Period. Nothing. It's, that's not going to end. Even though there are days I don't like you, I'm I'm a father every day. There are days when I don't like a specific kid or a moment that I don't like a specific kids mm-hmm. kid, and and other times when oh my gosh, it's it's the best. And we have older kids now who feel friendly with and are friends with, and at other times it's not. So I mean, but with the aspect, I, so I would say yes. Terry Miller is truly my friend. So does that mean things will fall into place? No, that'd be like saying everything's going to fall into place in the rec room with the kids' toys. Nothing's going to get into place without <laughs> intentionality. Yes, yeah. And that, man, I, and I'm, you know, I'm a guy, so I'll wave the guy flag to say every, most every guy out there would just, can't we just be nice to each other and let things fall in place? That's the cry of our soul for the most part. <laughs> And it won't work. I have to intentionally do a date night. I have to intentionally seek you out on how I can love you better. I have to intentionally uh, do a lot of things that I would not do otherwise, that I would not want to do otherwise uh, for things to be in place. Yeah. They fall out of place. That's the thing. We're going along and things fall out of place. Yeah. And we have to intentionally work to put them back. I think another dangerous thing is like that intentionality is initiative. Um, but I think it's pretty common in relationships that, um, you know, I'm sure you've, you've probably got some questions in there. I know I came across several in the responses to the Facebook live video. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's people saying things like, well, my spouse just doesn't participate. Mm -hmm. I, I try and try, but it's one-sided. I give and give, but there's nothing there. And I think that's just so hard. I don't know what the answer is. And I do think that there are times that one spouse ends up being the one that consistently takes initiative for um, addressing problems or trying to work out, um, you know, work out collaboration to try to create date nights or whatever the things that might improve the marriage. It often falls on one spouse. Mm-hmm. And then I think the danger is that spouse that's always taking the initiative can become so enabling that it's not even healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've walked, I'm, I'm speaking obviously from my own <laughs> sinful self perspective where I've been in that path where, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I'll just be on this little self-righteous mountaintop of, 
oh, well, I just give and give and I just do this and I do that. And it, I have no ability to receive your initiative, to receive your input when I'm stuck in that place of thinking, well, I'm just doing all the work and my spouse doesn't. Well, and the other part of that too, because I have felt like that as well at times is, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm giving, but then I have to step back and realize, or I'll hear from you at some point that, yeah, I may be, I am, but I'm not giving in the way that you want to be given to, which goes back again to the six quote. If you want everything life has to offer, help enough other people get what they want. So mm-hmm. am I giving what you want? Are you giving me what you may be giving and doing the things that you think are valiant and are right? And, and it's all probably often going to be in the way that you want to be given to. And I'm here on my side, giving and giving and giving in the way that I want to be given to. It's not what you want. Yeah. And so to come there, I think that that, when I hear that, I often hear that statement, like you said, you know, it's one side. I think, are you, are you really giving what the, are you truly Giving well now, but then what you said, absolutely. There are times when people are doing that and the other, other, other spouses checked out. Um, and then you've got some, you got something serious to deal with. I think that's time to. Yeah. Do more than listen to a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. At least not to, uh, I'm not laughing lightly, just laughing like, wow, this podcast is not going to solve it. That's when you need some. Some intense counseling and therapy and really dig in. But then again, you're going to, there's plenty of people out there. I mean, I have a really, really good friend who is not divorced, but not really married. And she's spent her marriage sort of enabling and caretaking every emotional and relational aspect of the marriage. And, and now her spouse just doesn't know how to give back. And he doesn't care. They go through counseling and he just doesn't invest or care. And, oh, it's heartbreaking. And she wants to make it right again. And I watch the situation and just want to weep. And I just think, oh my goodness, you're not old yet. Maybe just end it. Find somebody who can participate. Oh, Isn't that awful? It, it is because then you're going to get into the divorce, which we're not going to sit here and. No, not at all. But I'm saying that's yeah. the. But come on, that's the heartbreaking reality. Oh, uh, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes that's what we think. Yeah. I don't know. What if there are no easy answers? I don't think there are. I don't think there are. And it's just hard and heartbreaking. Well, can we just kind of rapidly go through some here and just try to address some people's questions. Yeah. And get off my sadness. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> Hey, that's part of marriage too. Uh, so but sad. here, uh, Jose says I'm in my third marriage. What I learned is that humor is one heck of a fuel to keep the marriage rocketing upward and forward. Respect is paramount to, uh, respect is paramount too. Uh, well, when he said that, I just, uh, you, you testify to that. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I thought you would enjoy that. Yes. Yeah. That you make me laugh. Uh-huh. I tell the kids that a lot. I'm like, I I fell in love with daddy because he made me laugh. He can always make me laugh. I mean, of course, sometimes when I'm upset and you try to make me laugh, I just want to, you know, slap you. But yeah, yeah. Well, but what's interesting to me is Jose says, what I learned is that humor is one heck of a fuel to keep the marriage rocketing upward and forward. Respect is paramount too, because on the receiving end, when you when you do authentically laugh at me or laugh, laugh at me, you know, laugh uh, because something I did or, and when you testify, like you just did, I feel respected because mm-hmm. if you didn't respect me, nothing I said would be funny. Oh yeah. Cause it would just be disdain. Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't even want to hear humor. That's from me. so true. Well, but then humor can also sometimes be used in a very disrespectful, sarcastic way. So I love that, that he combined 
humor and respect. Yeah. I think that's so great. Can yeah. you laugh with your spouse? And do you respect your spouse? Mm-hmm. Make sure you're not laughing at your mm-hmm. spouse. Mm-hmm. Not not at them, just near them. <laughs> and with them. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is great. Uh guy says great marriage shows literally the faces. You guys are twenty three years together, question mark. It doesn't show. Fights take the life energy out of couples and they age ungracefully. You guys rock. Oh, oh, wow. Good makeup. We've had lots of ugly fights. What, what, uh, well, hopefully we don't. We, maybe fights can take the life energy out of couples. <laughs> so apparently it didn't with us. But I like this guy. Craig says, uh, I believe Zig once said, I admire a man who is married up. Uh, so he says, I admire you, Kevin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Craig. Before we continue, a big thanks to Autodesk for supporting this episode of Ziggler's True Performance Show. If you're looking for a professional vector design app, you should take a look at Autodesk Graphic. Graphic is a full-featured app for making icons, illustrations, UI and UX design, and everything else you'd expect in a professional vector design app. Open, edit, and save raster or vector images, layered Photoshop or Illustrator files, CSS, SVG, PDF, and just about any other file format you can think of. You can open an AI file and export it to clean CSS code or a web-ready CVG with just a few clicks. It's available on your Mac, on your phone, even on your iPad, so you can design without compromise anywhere you go. This iPad app isn't a companion app for the desktop version. It's fully featured design software the pros use to hand draw vector illustrations, create gorgeous logos, or mock up websites on the fly. If you have an iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil, it's the vector design app you've been looking for to make your iPad Pro the device you use for design work you normally leave to your desktop. It's the last 2D design app you'll ever need, and it's available for the price of a few decent stock photos. Visit graphic.com to learn more about Autodesk Graphic or check it out in the App Store. Um, this, uh, yeah, the, the respect. Um, this is from Rose. She says, for what it's worth, I used to think the idea of marrying someone I can't live without was the litmus test as well. So we talked about yeah. that in the last show. But she says, I used to. We both used to say that to other couples when they ask how they were so happy through the years. Married 27 years until... He changed his mind. So so she's saying, so based on her experience, it's a decision, a choice, and a daily heart attitude. I think that's good. I remember, um, gosh, years ago when I was blogging, well, I guess it was, it's probably on mommy sabbatical, mommy sabbatical.com where I was blogging just family and marriage stuff. Um, and you and I were in a really rough time. Uh, but we had done the trip to Florida and I realized, remember our 20th anniversary. Mm -hmm. So not that long ago. Yeah. We went to Florida and I realized on that trip, like I came back and blog afterwards and realized that I want to like you, Mm -hmm. that maybe the difference is the want to like just what you were just talking about, that it's not just that you can laugh together and have respect for each other and have good communication and collaboration and and romance and intimacy and all these things. But do you want to, do you Mm -hmm. want to like your spouse? Mm -hmm. Do you want to love your spouse? Do you want to think your spouse is funny? Do you want to respect your spouse? And if the want to is strong enough, I mean, I think we can choose even to start with the words to just begin, mm-hmm. like I used to say, fake it till you make it. And that sounds so bad, but I meant it with like my attitude. 
Yeah. Like if I grit my teeth teeth enough with and and say I love you this morning to my toddler that wakes me up at five o'clock in the morning to go poop, you know it's it's always going to be a hassle. But if my words are, oh my gosh, you got up at five o'clock in the morning to poop again, that's not going to get me anywhere. But what if I say, oh look at you, it's so early. Okay, I love you. Let's go potty. My words can mm-hmm. set the stage for what my mind will hear, my ears will hear, my mind will believe, and my heart will feel. That's great. When you said that, I do I want to? My first thought was I. There's a lot of the gumption for me within our marriage because of the kids. Yeah, I want them to have a healthy marriage relationship. Leading them, I want to be. I'm. I'm incredibly uh, convicted that the type of marriage that they have is hugely, uh, we're going to have, we have a huge influence. We are teaching them marriage to yeah. good and bad. Um, that's daunting in that way. I want to want you. I want to yeah. love you. Um, I want to make things work. Well, I mean, I think for all of us, if we just step back and think about it, remember the vacation where you and your spouse were really connected and had a blast together and talked and maybe it was in the first two years you were married or, you know, maybe there was some other spell because there's ups and downs for everyone. Yeah. But if you can stop, and I think a great exercise is to tell someone the story, tell them the story of how you met or if that wasn't sweet, then, you know, how you fell in love or I don't know, whatever it is, but recite the story to people in your life. Tell them about those things you love about each other and laugh and have good memories and try to remember how that felt. I want to feel that good again. Mm-hmm. And then we get in spells where it's almost like I, I just want to, I just want to wring your neck and I just, I just want to be happy in my mad. Yeah. I'm glad in my mad. But then when I really step back and think, am I really? No, no, I want to be happy with you. Well, but to what she said too, though, so she got burned. She feels like in this comment, Rosa. So she now says it's a decision, a choice and a daily heart attitude. There's no way you can say no to that, but to do that with someone who you are not in love with, who you could live without. And we see that happen as well, where somebody goes, you know, it's a, it's a, he's a good catch. He's, he's kind and he's stable and he's good to me and there's no spark there. I mean, how many movies have been made about that? And I don't think that they're uh, that exaggerated. They come from true life uh, experiences where people, they do want more than that. They do want the feeling as well, but then absolutely. I mean, a feeling's going to, it's not going to hold strong without a decision, a choice, a daily heart attitude. So as as most things, it's both. Shall we dance? Who's out there. If you haven't seen that movie, who's seen that movie? If you haven't, go rent it with um, the new one with Richard Gere. And it's not that new. Good golly. We're so old. <laughs> Richard Gere and Jennifer Lopez. Um, but he they're very bored. Richard Gere is very bored in his marriage. He mm. loves his wife. He loves his family. But he's just so bored. He needs some passion. He needs something to make his heart beat fast. And so he discovers this this dance, and he he almost has a a bit of a, a flirtation with the dance instructor. But it's beautiful in the movie. It's not about that. Mm-hmm. He's not wanting to have an affair with her. He just wants to have an affair with his heart again. Mm. Can my heart wake up again? 
And then it's beautiful. At the end of the movie, he turns that intentionality towards his wife. And then she has to make a very intentional choice to get over the hurt of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, not, it wasn't dishonesty, but just some not full honesty. Yeah. But it's a beautiful, I love that movie. It's a beautiful movie of showing how, yeah, if we keep that pilot light lit, yeah, that you can, you can find that heartbeat fast affection again. Yeah. Well, hey, Tammy Murphy is here and she says, um, I just found you and my husband, David, and I really need your help. Uh, we've been married for only three years, but have no marital interest in each other and haven't had for a long time. Is it too late for us? Oh my goodness. That's hard and sad. I would say, no, goodness. You need to go to an intimacy therapist. Yeah. Can you say that word? Sure. On a podcast? Sure. Sex therapist? Yes. Well, but if, if that's... If that's it, that is my first thought, Tammy. Um, so Terry and I sit here 23 years married, um, a dramatic amount of children. And we have seen, I don't know how many marriage counselors throughout the years years. yeah, Yeah, here and there. And then, uh, and then individual counselors, uh, Mm -hmm. me as of late. And, uh, that's when we can't fix something, when we can't get over something, that's where we go though. That even that, I, I honestly, I, I don't, I, that sounds unhealthy to me because none of us, all of us, uh, we weren't trained to be good parents, good spouses. I mean, we didn't get that taught to us proactively. We saw an example, good or bad, that we grew up with, and maybe we saw some others, but mm-hmm. where did we ever get to the point of thinking that we know everything we know to have a healthy and strong marriage? So if it's a marriage counselor, get past the word counselor, think about it as a coach that we can't see what we can't see. And there have been uh, some of the most profound times in our counseling where it was, the counselor was fine, was fine, but it was a catalyst. That person was a catalyst right. for us to be able to talk more freely, talk more openly, talk more real, or just discover some things. And so yeah. if it's critical, just go get help, whether yes. it's from a pastor or somebody with a good marriage uh, or or an official aspect of, yeah, go and pay somebody. And I think often, you know, you get what you pay for, Yeah, man, if it's critical, go get help. Yeah. It's yeah. It's so worth it. Cause that's the thing. I mean, when it's all said and done, you want that, you want that healthy relationship, even if it means going into some debt financially. And I know Dave Ramsey might say, Oh, I don't know what he would say. You should have an emergency savings for that. <laughs> well, you know, if your marriage is in the toilet and your finances are in the toilet Yeah. I mean, when we were really, really low, 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 when we were about 10 years in, Mm -hmm. goodness, you remember we were on a payment plan. Mm -hmm. We, we paid that counselor for probably another year. We continued to pay and Mm -hmm. he he just had grace and it was a fantastic turning point for us. And it was worth every dime of debt. And it was worth Mm -hmm. all the intentionality because we wouldn't have made it through. Mm -hmm. And there were intimacy issues we had to deal with because I've had some junk in my past. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's, there's hard stuff to dig into. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good counsel for all of us, how it's arrogant for us to think that we know how to do our marriage well in and of ourselves. So we need help. Um, this, uh, let's see, where's, where Cindy says it's important to know your spouse's personality type so you can understand them better. Uh, that one has been a thread. Yeah. We have done, I don't know how many personality tests and we come around to that because as much as I know it, 
and I think about it a lot in regards to the kids. I still in, you know, end up coming back and trying to parent all of them the same way. And I can't, they're different personalities. So in, in ours, we've done, we've done the disc test and we've done, I don't, I can't even remember how many we've done. When autumn loves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't remember what that's called. ENF or, INFJ. Yeah. Something ENFP, like that. All the, yeah. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Based on Carl Young's theories. It's dramatic. That is, yeah. that's a significant piece is to understand mm-hmm. each other's personality types and what to do, how to communicate, how not to communicate. And if we care enough about the other person, we should care enough to try to adhere to those the best we can, to rise to those the best we can. And also to have grace for yeah. understanding. Oh my gosh, I understand that is how you do that. So when you say that or you do, you do that, it doesn't mean to you what it does to me. Yeah. And yeah, both sides. Yeah. For someone who like um, words, words is a really important, you know, words, communication, um, that's a, a primary love language silence can feel like death. I mean, just like abuse, hatred, a slap in the face, just silence. And yet for someone who's more introspective and needs to just take some time and contemplate things, all those words can feel like death. Like quit hitting me with all your words. Stop your words and give me some silence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so important to know thyself and know thy spouse. Uh, T says that seven babies looks great on you just for the record. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, we're going to wrap this up. I do want one statement from one, one just comment on it because uh, we have a lady here, uh, Cassie, who just says for them, the biggest test on their marriage has been parenting children. Mm-hmm. We have had seven children by birth. We now have an adopted daughter and her little son, which gives us a grandson. And now we have just uh, invi- and just ex- uh, brought in, welcomed a four-year-old little girl into our home. So parenting is the primary thing that we do together. Yeah. It's the primary thing in our lives, you know, for the most part. And of course, more more for you, even yeah. so. And what that I don't I can't envision our marriage without it, actually. I don't, I don't, uh, understand it at all without that. It is refining. Yes. Challenging. Um, I think it's where collaboration is the absolute mm-hmm. most important thing. Yeah. It's the times we've been, not been on the same page mm-hmm. as parents have probably been some of the hardest times. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I would say, Ooh, that's where that, that word collaboration comes mm-hmm. in. And I would say the same thing too. The thing that's blessed us the, us the most is input on our parenting from others, from books, from whatever. All right. Well, hey, folks, thank you, my love. Thank you for Thanks. sharing your heart on this, folks. Uh, marriage, what a huge issue. This is a foundational pillar of Zig Ziglar's uh, because everything was moot to him if his marriage was not strong, if his relationships were not strong, and he was incredibly intentional about it. Uh, So thank you. I hope this gives you some food for thought for your uh, marriage, and it sure has for mine. 